0: What's going on? Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. It is heard live every day from noon to three on WBT radio in Charlotte. And if you want exclusive content like invitations to events, the weekly live stream, my daily show prep with all the links, become a patron, go to the Pete and Make sure you hit the subscribe button, get every episode for free, right to your smartphone or tablet. And again, thank you so much for your support. Yesterday or Saturday's results, I should say, in the South Carolina primary Uh, Not really surprising, right? Donald Trump beats Nikki Haley, despite efforts to get Democrats to vote for Haley in order to get her into the general election, or at least to make trouble for Trump and delay his nomination. I'm not going to go back over all that stuff I went over in the last hour. But here's the, here's the, the key point, is that you never know what's going to happen before the election. Elections, yes, are about uh, the candidates and the campaigns and all of that, all of that stuff matters. I always say that the candidates matter. Um, and by an extension of that, like the campaigns matter. They could be a great candidate, run a terrible campaign and lose. Uh, you could have a great campaign, but if you have a bad candidate you're going to lose, but there are also circumstances. Things happen. Um, in, I think in this primary in the Republican primary, Donald Trump's indictments are a really good example of that. Nobody predicted what would happen if four different left-wing Democrat DAs pressed charges against Donald Trump and how that would uh, uh, create this, you know, rally around the martyr uh, sort of uh, response. Certainly the, the consultants that had advised all of these other uh candidates that were running, they they didn't nobody predicted that would happen. But then it happens, and now you have to adjust. And that's why everybody kind of bailed. They were like, see, we saw what happened with the polling. As soon as the indictment started coming down, all you know, Trump's support shot up and it's been high ever since in the Republican primary electorate. So that's an example of it. Here's another. Don't know how this is going to play a role yet, but this is another one of those stories. This is like uh Kate Steinley, right? Remember her? She was the victim of a brutal murder in San Francisco back around 2016 that Donald Trump used to highlight the border crisis and the homelessness crisis and the drug crisis and all of these, uh, like it was a, this perfect storm of these issues. There's another victim now in similar circumstances, this one out of Georgia. Her name was Lakin Hope Riley, and she was attacked while jogging in Athens, Georgia, and she was attacked and murdered, allegedly by a fella named Jose Antonio Ibarra, 26 years old, and reportedly an illegal immigrant. And so now, right, this is going to be proof of the broken border. And you know that this is a concern. You know that the left is worried about this because we're already seeing almost immediately, not almost actually, immediately, we started seeing headlines trying to deflect away from this information and this uh, connection to the larger immigration issue. For example, the Associated Press, they framed this story Thusly, quote, the killing of a nursing student out for a run highlights the fears of solo female athletes. That was their focus. And by the way, that is intentional. You do not write a story like this as a journalist. You don't write a story like this, except if you're looking for a different angle. Now, you can say there was some sort of uh, benign reason, like, well, you know what? Everybody is doing the illegal immigrant angle, so I'm going to try to find a different angle to be unique. That's the, that, that's the best case scenario. That is the most benefit of the doubt I can provide the Associated Press in this circumstance. Because the other explanation is that you want to frame this in a different way so as to distract And omit, which they quite literally did, omit the fact that this fellow was here in America illegally. They actually identified him as an Athens resident. Athens, Georgia. Athens resident. Jose Antonio Ibarra from Venezuela. By the way, good news for Venezuela. Not sure you heard the good news. I mean, no, no, no. There's still, you know, a socialist you know communist hellhole but um no good news the rate of violent deaths has dropped to its lowest level in more than two decades give it up venezuela that's pretty awesome for you guys right i wonder what's happening What has it been like a, a, a get tough on violent crime and criminals kind of approach to law and order in venezuela is that what happened or is it as Bloomberg reports? Years of massive migration out of the country. Hmm. I wonder where they're headed. Probably someplace where they can engage in their criminal activity. Them being criminals and all, but criminals and victims have been fleeing the nation's quote economic crisis. I mean communism. <laughs> that's where they're. That's where they're fleeing. That's why people flee communist countries. Is. The economic crisis, because that's the case in all communist countries, it's economic crises. But the criminals are like, man, this economic crisis, this is just too much. And then, of course, they're victims, too. So like, what do you think the victims must be thinking? They flee the economic crisis and the criminals. And then it turns out, oh, my gosh, the criminals followed us, too, because of the economic crisis. Carol Caps. Runs regularly in the forested area of the University of Georgia campus, where the body of a 22-year-old nursing student was found earlier this week after she was reported missing from a morning run. 24-year-old Carol Caps said that the trails around Lake Herrick always seemed safe, a place where she could get away from traffic and go into the woods for some mental clarity. But that sense of peace was shattered after authorities on Thursday found the body of Laken Hope Riley, and then arrested Athens resident Jose Antonio Ibarra, 26, on suspicion of murder. The victim and suspect did not know each other, and University of Georgia Police Chief Jeff Clark called the killing a crime of opportunity. Riley's death has once again put the spotlight on the dangers female runners face. Right, that's what, that's what the death has put the spotlight on this is what kills me these reports this is by the way uh, ap uh, reporter janie har h a r janie har um janie har writes this sentence and her editors obviously approved of this sentence as media as a mere observer right the reporter is simply just observing the way things are happening and just letting you know like Oh, the death has once again put the spotlight on the dangerous female runner's face. Okay, what spotlight? Does the spotlight just act independently of itself? Like it doesn't have any kind of human controllers or handlers? Nobody's operating the spotlight? Because that would be a weird kind of new spotlight system, don't you think? Because usually spotlights have to have somebody directing it to point it at the person on the stage. Right? Even if you're not up there, if it's a remote control, you still need somebody unless it's AI at this point. But no, it's not like this detached voice as if the media has no role in directing the spotlight. The media is the spotlight operator. Okay, You are focusing attention on the dangerous female runner's face, and you can say that that is a perfectly legitimate topic to explore. Absolutely. But that is not the first thing that most people think of when they see this story, unless, of course, they're reading your story and you've omitted the fact that the person was here illegally. Oh, and had had interactions with law enforcement prior to this crime. He could have been removed, but he wasn't. But he wasn't. So you want to direct the spotlight onto this other issue and then frame it in your narrative crafting as if somebody else is operating that spotlight, directing our attention to this other issue. It is a whitewash. Who wants to hear from Phil bump? (laughs) Nobody. I know, but still Philip bump. This guy is the, uh, uh, the resident idiot at the Washington post uh, well, okay, one of them, and uh, this was the guy that walked out of the the podcast a couple of weeks back. the The podcast that's run by the guy who owns the Comedy Cellar, because he 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 got asked some questions about the Trump Russia collusion hoax and all of that, and uh, he got so upset that some you know some comic was asking him questions about this, and and he he. He was like, I've been here for 40 minutes and I was only supposed to be here for like 30 minutes. He got all upset and he like stormed out. Anyway, he just posted onto the Twitter machine. uh, When Trump ran on immigrants are violent criminals in 2015, his party was mostly skeptical of the idea. But eight plus years of Trump and eight plus years of Fox amplifying Trump have shifted the GOP base. So that's the reason why. See, people are now... Uh, against illegal immigration because Donald Trump, don't you know? And it's been over the last eight years that that's, right has nothing to do with what we have seen over the last three years, right? Where we have brought in a population, the equivalent of North Carolina, right? That's, that's got nothing to do with anything. No, no, it's, it's all Donald Trump. This is what I mean when I say Trump has broken people's brains, right? It, all they can do is perceive everything through this, This prism of Trump. This issue, despite what Donald Trump said, this issue has been an issue for decades. Decades. I know Donald Trump said nobody was talking about immigration or the border before he came along. That's not true. Okay? It's not true. And I can tell you why it's not true because I freaking remember talking about it. (laughs) Okay? We were talking about it in George W. Bush, remember, with Lindsey Gramnesty? How do you think he got that name? The Gang of Eight, John McCain. They were trying to do a path to citizenship, which was amnesty. Why? Because the border was broken then. It's gotten worse, to be sure. Donald Trump, that's why I keep saying he, is, he did not cause this stuff. He is a symptom of the stuff. He's not the cause of it. But here's Philip Bump blaming Trump. I'm not trying to rhyme this, I swear. I was not trying to rhyme this. But I can't help it. If his last name is Bump and the other guy's name is Trump. Bump and Trump. They should totally do, they should go on the road. The Bump and Trump show. Or, that sounds like something else, actually. So let's not call it the Bump and Trump. Let's call it the Trump and Bump. That sounds like a dance move, actually. I digress. Philip Bump just pushed pushed out this uh, piece of his at the Washington Post. No, I'm not going to click it. I'm not going to read it because he's making this argument that Donald Trump is the cause for this anti-immigration sentiment. Here's the thing. Legal versus illegal. This has always been the key distinction. Always. And for my entire adult life, for the last 20 years, Anytime there's ever a discussion about this issue, the left and the media, but I repeat myself, can never seem to understand the parameters of the discussion, which are legal versus illegal. I am in favor of legal immigration. I am not in favor of illegal immigration. Immigration. That is sort of the fundamental understanding before we have any kind of a conversation about this topic you have to understand you have to understand that there is a difference between lawful and unlawful legal and illegal authorized unauthorized there is a difference but Philip bump wants to pretend that everybody coming across the border is legal and how dare Donald Trump call them all rapists and murderers and all that I just told you the Venezuelan numbers, yeah, their, their murder rates are going down. You might say they're not sending us their best. In fact, Trump did say that, right? <laughs> that they're not sending us their best. Because some of these countries are not. Do you think they love us? Do you think these regimes love America and want to send us their best? Or do you think that they may see an opportunity to undermine America by sending us their worst? This is not rocket science, and it doesn't have anything to do with Donald Trump. Because legal immigrants, people who come here legally and do it the right way, by definition, don't break the freaking law. That's the whole point. They're legal. Those are the ones you want here. It's like gun ownership. The ones who go and get the permits and get all the concealed carry stuff and do it the right way, they're not going to be the ones breaking the law. You know how I know that? Because they didn't break the law. The ones who broke the law to get the guns, they're the ones that are going to break the law. You know how I know that? Because they broke the law. It's very simple. Very simple. Occam's Razor here, people. All right. Do the current world events have you wondering whether we are teetering on the edge of catastrophe? Are you concerned it's going to reach our shores? Okay. So what are you doing about your concerns? Let me help. Carolina Readiness Supply. Camping and hiking supplies, even because being prepared is just smart. Carolina Readiness Supply has 2,000 square feet of supplies and educational materials that you'll need for any kind of emergency. In Waynesville and always at CarolinaReadiness.com, veteran owned Carolina Readiness Supply. Will you be ready when the lights go out? The Associated Press story talking about this murdered nursing student in Athens, Georgia allegedly at the hands of an illegal immigrant who had been arrested up in New York and then turned loose before ICE could even get a detaining uh, detainer order on him. That's how fast he was cut loose. This is the same thing when, when sheriff's offices around the state, including our very own here in Mecklenburg County, started to refuse to cooperate with ICE on these detainers. This is what we keep seeing. And... This guy got let loose, ended up down in Georgia, and is now accused of murdering this woman, this nursing student, as she was jogging in Athens. And the Associated Press, here's what they say, that her death, her name was uh, Laken Hope Riley, her death has once again put the spotlight on the dangerous female runners face. This was the focus of the AP story. Previously, the 2018 death of University of Iowa student Molly Tibbetts while out jogging, prompted an outpouring from other women who shared their tales of being harassed and followed. Crime statistics indicate that these types of attacks are rare, but they underscore the hypervigilance women must take when going out, even for a run on campus. According to a survey by athletic wear company Adidas last year, 92% of women reported feeling concerned for their safety with half afraid of being physically attacked. More than a third of women said they experienced physical or verbal harassment, including sexist comments, and being followed. Running groups and women's forums have offered tips on how women can try to stay safer while exercising, run during daylight hours or with a friend, avoid wearing headphones, which, by the way, that's not just for women. Dudes, you should avoid wearing the headphones, too, because that's how you end up getting hit by cars, okay? Um, carry pepper spray or a whistle, Um Or, you know, an AR. That works as well. Um, Make sure your phone... I'm just kidding. Kind of. Make sure your phone is charged and mix up your running routes. Don't always take the same path, you know? Inform a friend of your whereabouts and check in with them when you are done. But Callie Renison, a professor of criminal justice at the University of Colorado who studies violence against women, wishes there were more emphasis on teaching men not to assault women that's what we really need to focus on so I'm kind of curious um when would this when, when would this lesson this this education when would that have occurred for one Jose Antonio Ibarra when, when would that have happened man who grew up in Venezuela came to America I'm assuming on an asylum quote- unquote Illegally here in the country, arrested up in New York, something to do about endangering a child, then came down to Georgia um, and murdered a woman, allegedly. When would when should we as a society have taken the responsibility to educate this guy, hey, um, don't assault women? In fact, I'd like to just broaden that out and say, don't assault anybody. That's just me. Right, how about we start there? You should not be assaulting any person, you know, nobody. I mean, then we could break it down like by by genders, all 60, whatever of them and and sex, you know, we could do it by that way as well. but yeah, just generally, you shouldn't be assaulting anybody. Uh, this I've never understood this argument, but by the way, the AP cited this similar case of 2018. University of Iowa student Molly Tibbets, but missing from the AP story. Molly Tibbets was murdered by a fella named Christian Bahena Rivera, an illegal immigrant from Mexico. So the AP cites as an analogous story another. Woman murdered by someone in the country illegally, but doesn't mention that either of the two suspects in these similar cases are here illegally. Now, here's the story that we all know we were waiting to hear. Republicans are pouncing. They are, dare I say it, they are seizing. They are seizing on the story. Pouncing and seizing, Operation Seize Pounce underway. That's right. The Atlanta Journal-Constipation reporting senior Georgia Republicans say they are exploring new state crackdowns on illegal immigration after a suspect from Venezuela was charged with the murder of a student on the University of Georgia's campus. Prominent Democrats, meanwhile, urged state leaders not to exploit the tragedy for political gains because that's our job. I kid the Democrats. I will give the AJC credit here. They do not explicitly use the words pounce or seize, which is, that's an improvement, right? Baby steps, credit where it's due. Usually it's just the go-to phrase that they use, but they did not actually use the words pounce or seize. But you know they wanted to. You know it. Which tells me, though, that... We're breaking through. We're, we're, we're getting our message across. The mockery is working. Because every story, remember, this is one of the rules of journalism, right? The When a scandal involves or, or hurts the Democrats, then the, the story is not the scandal. Because that's what it is. If If the scandal is about a Republican, then the story is the scandal. But if it's about a Democrat or hurts a Democrat, then the story is not the scandal. The story is the reaction by the Republicans to that scandal. It's journalisming rule number 2. As I have as I have compiled them. I've compiled the list of the journalisming rules and that is rule number 2. Okay. All right, hey, maybe you have heard by now DraftKings sports book is coming to North Carolina. It's coming soon on March 11th to be exact. DraftKings is one of America's top-rated sports books with same game parlays, money lines and props, the best features like odds boost and live betting and social betting groups where you can share your bets with your friends in real time. DraftKings is safe, it's secure and reliable and best of all you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want and it all starts on March 11th. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and then place your bets on your favorite sports once it goes live. And again, it goes live on March 11th. And now here's the disclaimer. Gambling problem? Call 877-718-5543 or visit morethanagame.nc.gov. 21 plus, North Carolina only. Eligibility restrictions apply. Subject to regulatory licensing requirements. And see terms at draftkings.com slash sportsbook slash NC. Um, Here's an email to Pete at thepetecalendershow.com from Stan. Pete, if you want to teach men not to assault women, you put them in prison for a long time when they do. Similarly, the same way you enforce tax evasion laws. <laughs> um, right, so Georgia Republicans explore new immigration measures after Lakin Riley's killing. The Atlanta Journal Constitution, very upset, pointing out that an illegal immigrant, Jose Antonio Barra, although it's not he, he's not identified. As being an illegal immigrant, I don't think here it says uh, he's being held without bond on murder and other charges. After his arrest on Friday, authorities say he's not a U.S. citizen. Okay, so they do mention he's not a U.S. citizen, but they say the authorities are saying that. But have not commented further on his immigration status. Federal officials charged Ibarra's brother, Diego Ibarra, who is also from Venezuela, with possession of a fraudulent document after presenting a fake green card. Again, I am as shocked as you are. Mm -hmm. Republicans who have long criticized President Joe Biden's border policies invoked Riley's death to renew calls for stricter immigration controls amid an election year when the White House and every legislative and congressional seat is up for grabs. U.S. Representative Mike Collins said, quote, this could have been prevented if we would just secure our border. At what point do we stop this insanity? Democrats are worried that this is an issue. There is no doubt about it. And the more stories that we hear in the run up to the election, the more worried they are going to become. For example, New York Post, a couple of days ago, a Big Apple Amazon driver said that he had to slam a naked and drunk migrant in the head with a snowball to keep the deranged asylum seeker from making off with his packages only to find himself in handcuffs. All right, so you've got this Amazon driver in New York City and you have a naked drunk guy who is in the country illegally. He's an asylum seeker, a migrant who tries to, tries to steal a package. The migrant, identified by police sources as Yeson Sanchez, 26 years old, was allegedly stumbling drunk and clutching a beer bottle when the Amazon driver said he caught him red handed trying to make off with packages he was delivering in Clinton Hill around four forty five. Well, I mean, that does make sense. Grabbing packages while naked in Clinton Hill. That does make I mean that like really come on. That is sort of the trifecta right there. Who couldn't see that coming? Right. All right. So, um at 445 last Sunday says so a week ago and so he sees him trying to swipe the packages he says i was unloading my stuff and a guy he was like a pervert he had his uh yeah he had he had the well not all of the beans and franks just the frank right anyway he had that out the driver who was only identified by the new york post as abu said, he's in the corner of the street, Uh, taking advantage of himself. And I said, hey, what are you doing? And he went into my van where all of my mail and everything was at, and I pushed him away, and he ran towards me like he was going to aggressively hit me. Abu said that's when he picked up a piece of ice from the ground and chucked it at the rowdy flasher. Quote, I really had to protect myself, said Abu, who said he could not help but think of the recent unprovoked slashing of another Amazon worker in the Bronx. Right? So in Abu's mind, he had just seen the story about a fellow driver just like him that had been attacked with a knife, apparently, in the Bronx. So this is what he thinks as he sees this guy uh, abusing himself, who then makes a charge at the, Uh, At the driver at Abu. So Abu says, quote, so what I did was I looked towards the floor and I saw a big snow pile. I picked up a piece and I socked him with it and he went down on his butt. Abu said he spotted some cops nearby, so he ran to them for help. Obviously a no-brainer move, right? Eh, not so much. Sanchez is then, who's the, he's the flasher. He starts telling the cops that Abu punched him in the face. I told them, look, there's cameras all around. And so then the cops are like, well, that's a he said, he said kind of a thing. Sanchez, not sure how dirty he was, but he lives at a shelter just a few blocks away from the scene of the crime here. And uh, he was charged with petty larceny and public lewdness. He was released without bail because it's, you know, New York. Abu, who left the would-be thief with swelling and bruising on his face, was also charged. He got charged with third-degree assault. He got released on a desk appearance ticket. He said, quote, it's ridiculous because I asked the cops for help. I ran to the cops. I said, hey, can you please get this guy? I don't want to hurt him. I already hit him with a snowball, and he was pretty hurt. Okay, well, first off, that's not a snowball, I think. If you hurt somebody with a, like, i I'm thinking that's an ice ball, okay? Let's not soft-pedal this thing here, Abu. When informed by the Post that Sanchez was a migrant, the Amazon worker said that the man was, quote, given a chance by being led into the country, and he didn't use it. He said his own father... An illegal immigrant was deported back to his native Dominican Republic following a police investigation when his own car was broken into. So Abu's dad got deported. It's crazy. All right, that'll do it for this episode. Thank you so much for listening. I could not do the show without your support and the support of the businesses that advertise on the podcast. So if you'd like, please support them too and tell them you heard it here. You can also become a patron at my Patreon page or go to thepetecalendershow.com. Again, thank you so much for listening and uh, don't break anything while I'm gone.